Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. As I frequently explain this show is a little different in format because I alternate this time with Dr. Dennis um, and she of course does the medical edition of Pet Talk and so you know if you had questions that are more related to something with your pet's health that's probably who you want to talk to. If you have questions more related to um some problem that you're having or trying to solve a problem, then I'm probably the person you want to talk to. I also uh, encourage people to contact me off the air if they would like. If you want to call into the show, I'd love to have you. And if you want to do that, all the lines are open. I'm here till 2 o'clock. And if you want to call in, it's 860-522-WTIC, which is 522-988. If you want to contact me off the air, uh, just go to my website, Lori Fass Dog Training, and you can get all my contact information from that. Um, And looking forward to the month of August, uh, next week would be Dr. Dennis's rotation for the first week of August. But the way we're going to do it in August is she will be on the air for the first two Saturdays in August. And I'm going to be on the air for the last two Saturdays in August. So it's not going to be a straight rotation like we often do. So just, you know, heads up. That's how it's going to be. And I like to try to post on my website when I'm going to be on the air. So if somebody wants to know, or maybe if I forget, I can check my own website and see when I'm going to be on the air. But uh, people often ask me, well, when are you going to be on the air? And I say, check my website. So you can do that, too. So anyway, um, one of the things that I wanted to just bring up, I guess it's somewhat animal-related, but um, I was watching uh, a movie on Netflix that I thought was really funny. I mean, funny to the point that I'm watching this movie by myself and I'm literally laughing out loud. And it's the the way the the movie is set up, it's like a series of chapters. You'd, You'd think it was episodes, but each episode is like 10 minutes. And the name of the movie or 
series, however you want to describe it, is uh, Man versus Bee. And uh, there's a character in the series called Trevor. And Trevor is the actor Rowan Atkinson, and he's a British actor, comedian, who does a lot of sort of physical humor with expressions and weird twitchy movements and this kind of thing. And um, I guess he he might have even wrote this story. I don't know. But uh, basically the premise is that uh, Trevor is hired to watch a house <clears throat> while they, these people go on vacation. And the house is very high-tech. Everything has special codes, and you can't open a cabinet if you don't know how to do it, and you can't get in or out of rooms if you don't know what the special code is. And there's all sorts of very expensive artwork all through this house. And man versus bee, there's a bee that gets into the house. And it's, it's I mean, it's, a lot of this is... I'm going to say quite predictable. You know it's going to happen. Uh, For instance, they give him a manual that tells him exactly how to get in and out of the house, how to get into different rooms. You know something's going to happen to that manual. I mean, you can just see it coming. And, of course, it does. Uh, But even so, even though you know this is going to happen, I can't tell you how hard I laughed at some of this stuff. And how it kind of relates into Pet Talk is there's a, a, a dog in the in the movie and the dog in the movie is named Cupcake and Cupcake I guess is a collie poodle mix named Pixel and um Cupcake gets into all kinds of trouble and uh you know at, at one point it looks as though uh Cupcake is injured and it, it's it's just so silly and so slapstick I mean it, the, even as the story goes just like a cartoon you know where an animal like uh, the roadrunner or something and the coyote gets smushed with an anvil he brushes it off and he gets back up again so there's all kinds of crazy stuff like that but the part that I thought was just like super hilarious and I'm, I, there's no way I'm going to do it justice explaining it but there was a special room that Cupcake cannot go in that room whatever you do don't let Cupcake in that room because there's this priceless manuscript and um, I guess Cupcake can sometimes get destructive and this room has a special code you you know you can't just walk in and of course he's the character of Trevor is trying very hard to get this B. And the door opens, the dog goes in there, the door closes, and now he has no idea how to get back in there. And, of course, Cupcake is doing a number on this room. And, you know, working with dogs that have issues like this, um, maybe that's part of why I thought it was funny. But the way in which uh, Rowan Atkinson portrayed this Trevor character was just really, really funny. And it, and the, it has gotten a lot of good reviews. So I know I'm not the only one who thinks it's funny. But um, if you want to get a good laugh, I would really suggest watching Man versus Bee. I mean, it's, sometimes I watch a lot more serious kind of grim type documentaries or more serious, scary type movies. Um, and so this was this was good. This was a good laugh for me. And it kind of it kind of reminds me, I just sort of have to tell you this story. Um, I used to, when I went to people's homes to do lessons, just go. You scheduled an appointment. I'm sure you're going to be there. No problem. And that's not always the case. And I've learned that the hard way. So now I will not go and leave until I can get you by phone and you can confirm that you're there. And yeah, every once in a while, somebody's not by their phone and it runs into a problem. But for the most part, you know, people know I'm going to do that. But before I made that my policy, um, 
I went to, out to somebody's home. I don't even remember what town it was in. But uh, they weren't there. <laughs> and the way their house was set up, uh, they had sort of kind of a, I, I don't even know how to explain it, sort of like a, a big, open, almost circular uh, kitchen with all, all lined with windows. So there wasn't just your traditional, here's a window, there's a window. It was all glass. So you could really see in it, almost like a you know, display at a museum or something. I don't know. So the, all the lights were on. And the dog, who was a Doberman, was in the kitchen, and I could see everything because it was brightly lit and all windows. And I saw garbage and, I mean, <laughs> paper. It looked like a bomb went off in there. And I see this dog hip hopping up and down, shaking things, tossing it around. I mean, it really looked like the scene out of uh, the Man versus Bee movie. So uh, I thought, well... I guess that's kind of what you get if you uh, if you miss your dog training lesson. But it was it was funny for me. Probably not so funny for them when they got home. But um, yeah. So anyway, man versus bee. Watch the movie. So I just want to say one other thing before we go to break, and that is that um, I live in Newington. Not that that is significant, other than every year Newington has uh, an extravaganza that includes a big fireworks display. I live about a mile away from where this fireworks display is, so I can literally see the fireworks from my window. Um, so it's loud, and if you want to just sit in my front yard and watch the fireworks, that's great. But if you're one of my dogs, you're maybe not too happy about it. And particularly uh, my little dog, who's a Pomeranian Chihuahua, she shakes, she gets really upset. So I knew this was coming. So I had purchased a product called Thunder Wonder, calming shoes for dogs. I think it's made by the same company that makes the Thunder shirt. So it's a little chew thing. So part of the problem with that product is you need to be able to give it to your dog before they get upset. Because if a dog is upset, they're not going to want to eat the whatever. Okay. So if a dog is scared, you give them a treat. If they're really scared, they're not going to eat it. So I knew the fireworks were going to start at 930 so everybody in my house got some Thunder Wonders because even though my littlest dog is most afraid of it, the other ones aren't super thrilled with it either. So about 9 o'clock, everybody got this. And I also was pet-sitting a friend's little Yorkie who's about 16. And I thought, well, I don't know if she's afraid of this or not. But eh, you know what? Everybody's getting some. She's getting some too. <laughs> so anyway, come around 930, here come the fireworks. And I have to say that they worked pretty well. Uh, my little one, her name is Precious, uh, when she hears stuff like that under normal circumstances would literally be shaking. If I was holding her, I could, you know, you can see it visually shaking and she would run in the basement or hide under, cram herself behind the couch. And she was not shaking. She was thinking about going behind the couch, but with a little bit of coaxing, she was okay. So honestly, it was dramatically different. And my other dogs who will pace and look like, oh, I don't know if I like this, acted like they didn't care at all. So that's pretty significant, I'd say. And then there was another unexpected effect of this, which is um, the little Yorkie weighed maybe, York. this little Yorkie weighs maybe about seven, eight pounds, something like that. Um, she slept through the night like a log. 
I mean, I'm not going to say she doesn't sleep okay through the night, but she could get up. She could get twitchy. You know, maybe she needs to go pee or something like that. But that was kind of like an afterthought. I said, wow, she slept so soundly through the night. And so not only did the Thunder Wonders work pretty well for the Thunder, or not the Thunder, this was the the fireworks, uh, but they also seemed to work in terms of just having her settle through the night. And also, they do make thunder wonders for cats. So I don't know how hard it would be to get your cat to eat this. And again, the trick is you have to know what is going to get your animal upset, and you have to be proactive about giving it to them because once they are upset, forget it. Um, I also have some calming drops that's just a liquid. So if I am forgetting to give something at the appropriate time, or I don't know when something's coming, I'll use that, which helps. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but I brought up the Thunder Wonder calming shoes today because I really thought it worked exceptionally well. I was I was kind of pleasantly surprised. So I just wanted to share that with people because if it worked that well for that and it had, you know, this little Yorkie sleeping wonderfully through the night, I'm thinking maybe I should take some. But I mean, what's in it is um, chamomile, thiamine, which is B1, passionflower, ginger, L-tryptophan, and melatonin. So all of those things are things that we could take. Uh, But anyway, I just wanted to share that with folks and see maybe somebody else might want to try it and they can let me know how it works. Okay, so I think we need to go to a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass. I'm going to be here until 2 o'clock. All the lines are open, so you're very welcome to call in today. And if you want to do that, the numbers are 860-522-WTIC. So it's 860-522-WTIC. Or, as I've always offered, you can certainly contact me off the air and just go to my website, which is Lori Fass Dog Training, and you can get all my contact information from the website. So on the news this week, uh, I'm noticing that the Southington Police Department, at least this is what's being reported, is arresting people for leaving dogs in hot cars. And uh, they were on the news. They were kind of tracking what was going on. And um, I guess somebody went to the library. And I think they had a Boston Terrier, if I'm not mistaken. And any short-faced breed like that is going to have even greater problems. And they were in the library apparently for three hours. So I don't know what in the heck these people were thinking. And that dog died. But um, I know there were at least three arrests for people leaving their dog in hot cars. And I don't know, maybe there were more warnings, but I'm not sure if that's standardly done. Um, I was 
a little surprised, not surprised that it's horrible to leave your dog in a hot car, but I was surprised that people were actually getting arrested. So I don't know if Southington is kind of unique in that they're really getting kind of serious about this, which maybe you should, um, or if this is uh, something that's being done in other towns. My guess is that there are some towns that are more strict about this than others. But in the past, I've had situations where people were trying to get help for dogs that were in locked um, overheating cars, and they were having trouble getting the help they needed. So apparently in Southington right now, that is not the case. So, you know, you, you shouldn't have to be getting arrested and get all these warnings and, you know, have your dog suffer heat exhaustion and die. Just don't do it, okay? I know your dog thinks it's a great idea to go in the car, but they don't know it's going to get super hot. It's the same thing as um, my youngest dog who likes to play Frisbee. He doesn't know it's super hot. I, I mean, I could literally give him heat exhaustion, no problem, because he would continue to chase the Frisbee with all sorts of joy and happiness while in the meantime getting super overheated. So if it's the middle of the afternoon, we don't play Frisbee and I don't care how much you bring the Frisbee and drop it at my feet and look all pathetic. It's not going to happen. And when, you know, it's earlier in the morning or later in the evening, if it's too hot, we're going to limit how much we're going to do it. So I guess my point here is that you can't decide what's going to be best for your dog based on the dog looking pathetic. Oh, I want to go for a car ride. I don't want to stay home alone. I don't like it. Or, you know, don't don't listen to that. And um, I had mentioned earlier the um, Thunder Wonders Calming Chews. Well, one of the things you can use Thunder Wonder Calming Chews for is dogs who don't like to stay home alone, who get anxious. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, my dog is going to be sad because, you know, I can't take him in the car, but it's clearly too hot and you're not going to do it, then give him some Thunder Wonder calming shoes and keep him at home. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because for some reason or another, people don't recognize how hot it gets. I don't know why. It should be fairly obvious at this point, but, well, I mean... For whatever reason, some people don't know that. So if you're one of the people that does not know that and you're hearing this for the first time, you know, take heed, take warning. You could kill your dog, you could get arrested, and you most certainly are going to make your dog uncomfortable. So just don't even go there. So anyway, um, changing the subject here to another horrible thing. Um, I have, it has been, I, as I said, I live in Newington and, um, I've been told by people in Newington that around the Reservoir Road area, which is kind of like where the elementary school Anna Reynolds is, that there are several packs of coyotes. People have seen like seven of them all together. And people's dogs are getting attacked and uh, people's cats are disappearing. So I haven't been able to get the exact details about what happened or how the dogs were attacked. In other words, um, I'm guessing, I could be wrong, that people are letting their dogs out to go pee, unsupervised, unleashed, and then, you know, 
waiting for them to come back in. I'm guessing that that is what is happening. Now, I could be wrong about that. Um, I knew a woman who lived in the town of Windsor, and she had a little poodle, and she was standing with her dog, holding the dog on a leash, and a coyote came up and grabbed her dog and pulled it right out of her hand. So that's unusual. That doesn't usually happen. Um, But... uh, you know, certainly if you let your dog out unsupervised, and even if they're a, a big dog, if they're alone and there's seven coyotes, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to put my dog in that position. So, you know, people will do these things because it's usually fine, or they'll come back, or it's no big deal. I mean, anything's fine until it's not anymore. I mean, I could drive down the highway at 80 miles an hour, weave in and out of cars, and make it home and be okay and say, oh, see, nothing happened, so it's perfectly fine for me to drive recklessly at huge speeds and zip and zow. And a lot of times people do this, and they are okay. That doesn't mean it's okay. So at night, the... You know, coyotes when dusk, dawn, at night. I mean, I have seen coyotes during the day, but that's more unusual. Um, but since this seems to be the case, any area where there's a lot of woods, you're, you're really putting your pet at risk. I mean, a lot of things can happen, but um, you just don't want to let your your dog out there loose, and particularly if you're living in that neighborhood. And I have even seen videos of coyotes jumping fences. They're very agile animals. I mean, I've had dogs of my own. The dog will jump a six-foot fence, no problem. Coyotes don't have any problem jumping a six-foot fence. So if you have like a little dog inside your yard with a six-foot fence, that's not necessarily protection. So protection is going to be you are standing there, you're supervising it, they're on a leash, you know, you know what's going on. So, you know, I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, but I'd like to warn people to be careful because people don't think things can happen. And they can happen, and you don't want to wait until something bad happens to say, I could have, should have, would have. Just don't, you know, be aware of this, keep your pet safe, and, you know, if you want to let your cat run around, you know, you might have a problem. So, I, I don't let my cats outside. I know that's, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, you're, you're taking away from your cat's fun and freedom, letting them outside. But I think it's really risky, and especially in the neighborhoods and in the situations that we're talking about. So just a, just a warning um, to keep everybody safe. And I know some people don't want to hear it, but, you know, I, I, I couldn't not tell you um, and feel good about that. Okay, so I think we need to go to another break, and we will be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. You're listening to the Behavior Edition. My name is Lori Fass, and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior. It is a call-in show, and all the lines are open. So if you would like to call in, you're certainly welcome to. And the numbers would be 860 522 TIC. Again, 860-522-WTIC. Or you don't want to talk on the air, but you want to talk to me about something. Maybe you don't get to the phone or it's awkward to talk on the air. Whatever the case may be, you can check my website, Lori Fast Dog Training. Get all my contact information there and send me an email. Give me a call. I have had people take me up on this. And if I can answer something easily through an email or on the phone, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, there are some things that I can't do that with. And if I can't, I'll maybe give you some suggestions and say, you know what, I really need, you need more help than that. But don't be afraid to ask. Sometimes the answer to things are much easier than people think. The example that I always use is <laughs> I thought I was so smart doing home improvements and changing the J-shape uh, pipe on the, the um, back of my washing machine. And I was such a genius because I knew one part of the pipe turned one way and one part of the pipe turned the other way. And so I had my pipe wrench and I had the replacement pipe and I got one on loosened up and then I went to go to the other one and loosen that one up. And I was taking the pipe wrench and instead of taking it and pulling it, I put the pipe wrench on the other one that was going the other way and I was pushing it pushing it away from me, and it wasn't working. <laughs> and I didn't know why. <laughs> I wrapped that thing with a belt, and I went, to the, I went to Home Depot. I told them I needed a different pipe wrench. They tried to explain it to me, but I didn't know what they were talking about. They said, well, you know, pipe wrenches work by pulling. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever, you know. <laughs> and so, like, maybe two hours later, I realized, oh, I need to flip the pipe wrench around. That's why it's not working. So, you know, that would have, I, I literally thought there was something wrong with my pipe wrench, which is so ridiculous. And all I had to do was flip the pipe wrench around. So there are some things that are pet related that people are trying this or trying that, but they're doing it a little bit off. So I almost had it, but you know, not good enough. So, you know, sometimes the solutions are just as easy as just turn the pipe wrench around. So, you know, if you've got a problem like that and I can answer it, then we're good to go. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it isn't that, but that's fine too. So anyway, um, I uh, had the fun time experience of uh, one of my dogs getting skunked this past week. And um, one of the things that you can use that works okay is uh, you can look online for a recipe of um, dish soap, peroxide, and baking soda. 
and they'll, you look it up, you look online, it'll tell you the proportion. But then I read something else that you could just, you, you don't necessarily want to wet the skunk smell, and you can just sort of make a paste, and you could use, um, you know, baking soda and just kind of rub that in there. So I actually did that because this happened at 3 in the morning, and at 3 in the morning I, I wasn't going to be, you know, giving my dog a bath. And so I was rubbing just baking soda, and actually I put some essential oil in the baking soda. And I have to say, it, it didn't work too bad. I'm not going to say it worked great, but in all reality, if you're getting skunked and that skunk smell gets stuck on things, it's going to take a while to get rid of it. Um, I was I was talking to John Matulis um, on the way out. He was just finishing up with Law Talk, and I was telling him, oh, I got skunked this week. One of my dogs got skunked. He said when he was a 12-year-old kid, he was skunked in the face, and I asked him how long um, did it take for that smell to go away. He said about a week. And so, you know, um, anyway, I think it's going to take about a week before I don't smell like a skunk. Okay, let's see if I can help George. Hi, George. Hello, how are we doing? Okay, how are you today? Oh, not too good. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) My dog got attacked in April by a pit bull and a king corso, uh, and they bit her neck pretty well. Um, The first week after it happened, uh, she had a reinfection. Um, they got rid of the re- of the infection, but she acts like when you go to touch her neck, um, she shakes like she's getting an electrical shock. Uh-huh. Uh, now, the, Sunday, she went outside. She came in, and her back paw was up in the air, and it was shaking. So I thought maybe she got stung by a bee. And then um, I gave her some Benadryl and uh, some pain med. And Monday morning, then she went outside to go to the bathroom, and she came in with her left paw up in the air. Okay. Um, well, what kind of pain medicine are you giving her? Uh, gabapentin, I believe, okay. and uh, meloxicam. And does that help her when you do that? No, it just seems to make her sick. They also gave me tramadol. Okay. Does that help? Uh, no, that made her sort of like she'd try to walk around, and she was walking into bushes. Okay, so it made her all loopy. Right. How long ago was she attacked? Uh, April 10th. Oh, so quite a while ago. Okay, so yeah. were you were you there when this happened? Yeah, I was walking her on a Sunday night, and uh, we went past this lady's house. The dog saw us. They came, and I saw them come through the gate, and I went to pick her up and run across the street to get her up somewhere high, and they knocked me on the ground, and then they went right to her neck. Okay, what kind of dog do you have? I have a little 10-pound Maltese. Okay. All right, were they shaking her? Uh, well, I got off, I got knocked down, and I got up, and uh, the King Corso's mouth was attached to her neck, and I uh, pulled it apart and got her up and, and got her away from there. Okay, so he didn't get a chance to actually sh- start shaking her. Uh, he didn't get a chance to shake her, but he had a good grip on her neck, Okay, and the, the bite wounds were pretty deep. Okay. Well, how do we know? I mean, again, this might be more a medical issue, and Dr. Dennis will be on next week, so you can maybe run it by her, too. But I'm wondering if there isn't some sort of spinal um, problem going on, some kind of nerve problem in the spine. Yeah, I was thinking it was nerve because, like, if she stands up after this attack, her front legs shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an MRI scheduled for t- uh, Monday morning in um, West Hartford at the uh, VCA Emergency Hospital. Okay. And uh, I just uh, don't know if I should do her uh, her her neck. I mean, her, my regular vet said do her neck 
and also do her front limbs because when he gave her an allergy shot this week too, uh-huh. she screamed like crazy. Yeah. Well, I think that you know to do more is probably better than to do less because you know if she's going to have to be sedated or knocked out to do the MRI, you don't want to do one and then oh well, let's go back and do another one. So whatever right. you know diagnostic you need to do, that's what you should be doing. All right. So. I, I would say that based on what you're telling me, that there's something else going on that, you know, it could it could be almost anything. It could be, you know, some spinal issue. It could be, you know, a slipped disc. It could be, I mean, I could, I'm just making stuff up. I don't know. And again, I'm not a veterinarian. So if I was a veterinarian, I could give you a much bigger list. And yeah. uh, when I've, you know, brought my dogs in for various things, you know, some veterinarians give you like a staggering list of things that this could be. So, you know, we need to kind of narrow it down, but I'd say there's a pretty good chance that there's something else going on with her and if we don't know what the something else is then we're not going to be able to figure out what to do about it now well, just you know if, uh, if they do uh, MRI if it will uh, show nerve damage um I don't know you know that's that would be a good question when are you scheduled to go see your vet for Monday for Monday. Okay. All right. Well, that's, you know, sometimes it's helpful for people to make a list of questions before they go because, you know, if you're nervous and you're kind of in a hurry, uh, you might forget to ask those things. So, you know, you might want to write that down and bring it with you and ask them, will this show this? Will this show that? You know, because I really am not sure, you know, what I'm not sure what these diagnostics specifically can show or not show, but, um, you know, you might say, okay, will this show nerve damage? And if it, if it doesn't show nerve damage, then what would be the next step? I mean, do you need to take her to some kind of a neurologist or, you know, what would, what would be plan B? But, you know, write these things down so you can get a straight answer. And, and those are the people that are really much more equipped to answer this question than I am. Um, and just sort of, on an aside here, uh, is the owner of um, the dogs that attacked you, are they paying your vet bills? Are you kidding me? They won't even answer my lawyer's uh, letters or phone calls. Okay. All right. So he lives like one house from me. And my after that, my dog, even after she got better, she won't walk around the neighborhood anymore. And she was acting like she was dying in the house at, with me at night. I knew something was bothering her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, I don't know if these people have homeowner's insurance, uh, but if they do and this happened, I think that it wouldn't be that far-fetched to say that they're going to have to pay it through that. If they don't have homeowner's insurance and you're trying to get money directly from them, if they don't have any money, it might be, I don't know, possibly even more trouble than it's worth. But, uh, you know, it might be worth, uh, because I'm sure as you're doing this, these bills are racking up. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think maybe we need to talk, call Law Talk, too, actually. So next week you could call Law Talk and then talk to Dr. Dennis. Well, I did. Uh, I do have a lawyer that's handling the case right now. Uh, but um, like I say, she wouldn't answer any of the phone calls. But I did listen to Law Talk. And then I realized that you because I like listening to the uh, the dog show, too. Yep. Yeah. Well, this uh, is the dog show. Yeah, We're on the dog show. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I try to listen to stuff that you say, uh, you know, both of you guys, and 
Okay. Well, you know, I mean, it's, this is a tough question because there's there could be all sorts of potential medical issues going on, and you really need to get straight answers from your veterinarian. I mean, there are some times that I'll use natural remedies or supportive remedies or other kinds of things, which might be helpful. Uh, but I think in your case, even if you did do those other things, you still need to get the, to the root of the problem. And, right. uh, you know, you're looking at thousands of dollars of vet bills, and whoever's dog's did this they're responsible they if, if there's any way to get them to pay for some of this they absolutely should be and i think it's pretty cheesy of them not to do that did you call the um dog warden oh yeah the animal control guy here in town um just sort of like a waste but uh he did do it right the first time when after it happened he said so you got bad luck because she got attacked last july on another area of the street but these oh, dogs boy. have already got loose and they also attacked a lady a couple of weeks ago and uh, put her in the hospital. So and and yet these dogs still live there with no restrictions, and this keeps happening. They took the dog away for uh, the King Corso away for uh, eight days, and they came, took the pit bull for one night, and now they're back. And I just, you know, I just think they're going to get loose again. Well, I, you know, honestly, yeah, I hate to say it, but these people are going to get into a heap of trouble. Pe- more people are going to get hurt, and ultimately, they're you know some, something they're going to get sued. They're going to have the animals removed permanently. I mean, something bad's going to happen. But unfortunately, for that to happen, more bad stuff has to happen. But well, I uh, think she beats the dogs because if she lets them out, she's out there screaming. Uh, and I really think she abuses the dogs. Well, very well. I mean, she certainly, I mean, any responsible, caring person, if their dog hurt your dog, would be calling you and saying, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. What can I do for you? Uh, maybe if I don't have a lot of money, let me, you know, give you some monthly payments to help you. I'll do everything I can. Not answering the phone and continuing to do the same thing is clearly evidence that this person is, you know, just not a good person, tremendously irresponsible, maybe even criminal with what they're doing. The worst part about it is I'm out in my front yard and she drives by and waves at me like, you know, and I'm like so angry. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think if you can have some sort of legal recourse and, you know, if they have homeowner's insurance, that's the easiest way uh, to get some sort of recompense for this but that's again a legal matter also a little out of my range of expertise but i'm so sorry to hear about that happening um so i don't know i mean well i appreciate you letting me uh you know at least ask you a few questions yeah and and well and i don't know if this would work or not but um you might consider getting some pepper spray Oh, I did. I got beer spray. And okay. Right. And... Okay. And then you can spray that, that woman as she's driving by. <laughs> yeah, but I could get arrested. For yeah, that. probably. You'd have to wear a disguise, dress like Winnie the Pooh or something, and then spray her. And then... Yeah, <laughs> and I thought about getting like the news station, like Channel 30, to put a, a thing up on it. You know. Well, report. I mean, you never know. You could do that. It's. I mean, sometimes news stations will do things, sometimes not. So, yeah. But at least you're on the air right now saying that this happened. Um, and I don't know what good that's going to do. But, you know, I, I wish you the best of luck. And I hope you can find some sort of, you know, monetary help with this as well as um, get to the bottom of what's up with your little dog. Well, I thank you very much. Okay. Well, good luck to you. And I'm very okay. sorry to hear this. Thank you. Okay, take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, do we need to go to another break? 
Yes. So we will be right back. I'm just a walking my dog, singing my song, strolling along. It's just me and my dog, catching some sun. We can't go wrong. My love is lonely and blue. Yeah, I was sad as a sailor. I was an angry one too. Then there was you appeared when I was entangled with youth and fear. And nerves jangled, jangled for mood and beer were getting me mangled up. But then I looked in your eyes and I was no more a failure. You looked so wacky and wise. And I said, Lord, I'm happy because I'm just walking my dog. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. Um, Just before the break, we had a caller uh, who was talking about uh, his little Maltese who had been attacked by a Cane Corso and a pit bull, which, you know, obviously no match for a little Maltese. And if you don't know what a Cane Corso is, it looks sort of like a... It's kind of like a maybe it looks like a, a mix of a pit bull and a mastiff, but it's a mastiff breed. Um, and I got to be honest with you, Cane Corsos are one of the easier dogs to train, which might surprise people, but <clears throat> they're very amenable to instruction. Um, you know, obviously, if you don't train them, they're not going to listen to you. I think sometimes people think that just because they say a word or they scream or they act crazy or whatever their plan is, that somehow their dog is going to listen. So in a way, almost this attack is almost like a double tragedy because not only did this little dog get hurt, this the Cane Corso, and I'm not saying pit bulls aren't amenable to training because they certainly are, and some of them also. When you present information clearly and definitively, can be very good. So quite obviously, this woman who has these dogs is negligent in multiple ways. And, um, you know, when when people uh, mention Cane Corsos, a lot of times they, they think of them as big, scary dogs. And, you know, in this case, this was a big, scary dog. But let's not forget in the story uh, that George, who had the little Maltese, he was able to pry the dog's teeth off of his dog. So, you know, that could have turned very wrong uh, because the dog could have turned around and then attacked him. And then we would have had a whole nother level of problem going on here. So, you know, if that dog had just a little bit of direction and some proper training, uh, you know, this just wouldn't be happening. So, you know, it makes me really sad to hear things like that. So anyway, so we're going to just change the subject completely here to uh, something that's a little bit more upbeat. And um, one of the things I wanted to just share with you is that um, animals can communicate with us on sometimes very subtle and surprising ways that, you know, I've even been shocked by some of these kinds of things. Some, but a lot of times people will project things and say, my dog thinks this or my cat thinks that. Uh, I remember there was a woman in one of my group classes and she had a Marimer sheepdog, which is like a white herding guardian type dog. And uh, the dog, 
she had actually two of these dogs, which she really shouldn't have had two because it's hard enough to handle one. And her dogs were not real happy with this Boston Terrier who was acting like a nut. And they were looking at the dog and growling. And I was trying to get the Boston Terrier to settle down a little bit. And the woman told me, my dogs don't like you, and they don't like what you're doing to that dog. And I said, uh, I don't think that's what they're thinking. Um, I think that they don't like this Boston Terrier is acting all crazy. No, they don't like you. And so I got up. I walked away from the Boston Terrier. So I'm on one side of the room. Boston Terrier is on the other side of the room. I say to the Merrimer sheepdogs, hey, guys, how you doing? They look at me. They're wagging their tail. They look at the Boston Terrier. Now we're growling again, and I had to point that out. So this wasted probably about seven minutes of class time trying to get her to see, hey, you know what? You're projecting something on your dogs uh, that isn't even happening, and in the meantime, you aren't doing anything to control the fact that they're looking at this little dog and growling at him. You think that you're, these dogs are mad at me because I'm doing something I don't even know. I can't even go there, okay? But that sort of projection and weirdness gets people in a lot of trouble when it comes to actually controlling your dog. But sometimes things happen between people that I can't even explain. So I'm going to give you some examples, okay? Um, I used to babysit for a German shepherd who was bred by the monks of Newskeet. Not that that has anything to do with anything, just little detail information. And when I knew I'd always know what day her people were coming to get her, but I never knew what time because they didn't always know. If you're driving somewhere, you're visiting, you don't always know exactly what time. But for some reason or another, the dog knew. I don't know how she knew, but she always knew. So let's say, for example, that uh, the people that had this dog were going to call me at three o'clock. About 10 minutes before three, this dog would go and start looking out the window and kind of pacing. And I knew when she did that, that they were going to call me. And she did this every time. She did it with complete accuracy. She never went and looked out the window and started pacing if they weren't going to call me. I have no idea how she knew that. But it, it happened every single time perfectly. Okay, um, an experience that I had with one of my cats. Um, she was half Siamese and half kind of crazy wild cat. And um, I could sit and close my eyes and just think of her appearing and she would come. Again, always worked perfect. I can't explain that. But anyway, leaving some interesting, a little more cheerful notes before the end of the show. And that music means we need to wrap it up. And tune in next week. Talk to Dr. Dennis. Thanks for listening to the show. Have a good day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.